Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Priceless Podcast. My name is Mikhail Sechen, and of course, I'm your podcast host. This podcast is made in partnership with the European Forum of LGBT Christian Groups. And of course, today we have a new guest. So his name is Oliver Jenke. Okay, so the very Swedish way of saying it would be Oliver Jenke. Um, I identify as a trans guy. I never thought about my sexuality until I came out as trans and then I was like, hmm, what does that mean? And now I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely not straight. I have a boyfriend. I wouldn't call myself gay either. I don't know. I call myself gay as like an umbrella term. Um, I have had a super strong faith. I mean, of course, we will get back to this a lot, but like I was brought up like very, very Christian and it was very... Um, what I'm trying to say is that now I have no idea. And uh, if I heard myself say that like 10 years ago, I would be horrified that I've lost my way. But uh, I honestly, I have no idea where I'm at. I've always known that something was like a bit off and I've tried to express that in different ways. Like when I was about 10, there was a question in a form at school and it says, it said something special about me is, and I answered, I'm not like a girl. And I liked playing with the boys, but I also liked playing with the girls. And um, it was like very, I always had this feeling of like not really belonging and also of society not understanding gender. I didn't have the words for it, but I knew that their view of, of us, the children, weren't correct because I sort of didn't fit into their view. I became a teenager and you know the dreadful puberty hit and it was the wrong puberty I realized and um, my body started doing things that I was not prepared for and that I hated and I still didn't have words to express that and I think that I thought that everyone hated their puberty or what they what their body was doing and felt super uncomfortable but now I know that I felt body dysphoria back then but Back then, I thought I just felt like teenagers do about their bodies. And at that time, I was also very um, into church, the church community, and um, a kind of conservative, or conservative messages were spread in that church. And um, I that did not leave me any room whatsoever to discover my queerness, even though I, I wasn't a very, like I had, many friends that were queer and like openly gay or bisexual and I did not see a problem with that and like they were close friends of mine and we talked about that and that wasn't weird but like I somehow I allowed them to do that but I didn't allow that thought to even enter my brain yeah but then I was uh, 24 and I was on YouTube and I just watched a lot of somehow I don't know how I ended up there but I watched a lot of, of videos of trans guys talking about their experiences and uh, that past year I had read a lot about transgender people and I had gotten sorry to know some transgender people and I was on YouTube and then one evening I was like oh my gosh I'm trans my life just yeah it was like a puzzle that just suddenly was was formed in front of me and everything made sense and it was really difficult and because I didn't know a lot of transgender people and you know I didn't see any happy transgender people and I thought life would be miserable and you know all of that 
crappy stuff that you see about transgender people. Um, and But at the same time, I was really, really happy to understand that about myself. And there was also some kind of hope that like, okay, I have the answer, so maybe life is going to be easier. All of those things that I had been told and been telling myself for 24 years that religion has told me and that this transphobic society had told me and all of that. It's not like you get rid of all that in a day. Um, it's taken me four years to be able to actually uh, call myself a trans guy, for example. Um, I mean, no one told me straight up like to my face that if you're trans, you're going to hell. But like that was the underlying message, you know, of all everything I've been taught. So, um, you know, going to hell was like maybe not um, like a real, um, like understandable threat, but it was still like that was a big part of why I didn't allow myself to explore that while I when I was younger. But what society has taught me is, you know, that transgender people are somehow like we're we're played for laughs in like sitcoms and stuff like that, that were laughable and um, in in media we are usually portrayed as like delusional people who believe things about ourselves that that we can't really understand ourselves and um, we're, we're told that we're like disgusting and um, yeah, a lot of crappy things. And for me it was also really difficult to grasp that, you know, other people always called me a girl or called me she and even when I told people hey I'm trans I want you to use this name and this pronoun and these pronouns people still refer to me as she and I was like okay since they seem to to since they see me as a girl I can't be a guy and I don't know that was somehow internalized as well or really difficult to like to face you know to face that every day of like no one sees me. When everyone looks at me, they see someone else. Talking about faith or anything that relates to Christianity is really like triggering triggering to me. I would say that I got like really into church when I was 14. Um, like my mom and dad were Christian when I was a child and they took me to church and I was in like, you know, Sunday school and stuff like that. But it was never really uh, something that was super, that I was really invested in until I became 14, because then I was confirmated and I um, started going to another church that my parents weren't part of, a church that I chose myself, where I had a lot of friends. And I, mm, I experienced that church as very, very welcoming and it became a home very, very quickly for me. But the theology that we were like marinated in was also pretty conservative, I would say. And it was very, um, it had very like charismatic tones. I mean, I've never been to a sermon called like, why homosexual people are going to hell or something like that. But it was always told from the, from the front that, you know, when, you, when you're giving examples of sins, homosexuality was always there. It was always understood that that was wrong but I thought that that was something that the pastors were saying, but that no one was actually believing really, because hello, we lived in society where like our friends were gay and how we didn't see that as a problem, right? I thought that most of my friends would be on my side, right? 
And so I came out to my pastor and that was fine. No, nothing happened. Like I continued being a leader and I used another, like I used to date them pronouns back then. And um, people called me that, some people called me that and that was kind of fi fine. And then a new pastor came and suddenly he started like questioning whether or not I should be a leader in the church when I was queer. And uh, the, the new pastor said in front of all of my teenagers that I had seen grow up and that I had created this safe space for. Uh, he said to them that homosexuality is wrong. And that was so devastating to me. So after that, I told my church that like I'm taking a break. Um, I need to think about like what what kind of church I want to be a part of and and what I can stand for and what I need from a church. And during that year, like almost no one reached out to me or asked me how I was. So after about a year, I said that I was going to leave church, leave that church. And that was um, it was one of the most difficult things I've done in my life. It was, uh, you know, it was losing a family and it was losing a space where I had felt so loved and at home and uh, yeah, it was where I belonged, you know, getting back to the belonging word earlier. It was, the church was my everything in a way. I don't feel like I left church. I feel like I was forced out because they created a space where I wasn't welcome and that is forcing someone out. So it was never my decision to leave. I would a hundred percent be a part of that church if I could. It's destroyed everything. Um, when I like realized that, oh, this church has like such a big part of their belief that I don't agree with. What else have I been taught that I might not agree with? And I felt like I was just sitting and new balls came into my lap. Like, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? And I suddenly, I didn't know what I thought about anything anymore. So, and, and then I connected with the word deconstruction and I started understanding that other people were going through the same things. And that has been really helpful to me to understand that it's okay to be questioning everything and to not have control over your process. It feels like someone just, it doesn't feel like I'm breaking my faith, right? It feels like my faith is just breaking and I'm like trying to keep it together and it's not. Um, but it's okay to feel like that. And uh, yeah, but right now, as I said, I'm, maybe I said it before we started. Anyway, I'm in a really like um, a place where everything with Christianity is really triggering to me. Like hearing songs that I used to sing, I like, I, I just back off and I, I shut down and like I don't want to hear it. I It's just connected with so much difficult things. I still see all of these happy memories of course and the good things that have happened but at the same time I I can't handle anything related to Christianity. When I left my church I was really really happy to find ECO which is a, an organization for Christian LGBTQ plus people in Sweden and um, they have been so, so, so important for me. I started like hanging out with them and going to camps with them and going to their services and stuff like that. And um, the, the thing that is so healing for me with being there is that there are no, there is no correct faith. There is no, there are no borders for what you can or are allowed or have to believe. 
everyone are welcome and I really really feel that I can come here with my really broken faith I can come here with no faith um, and I'm welcome with my thoughts and ideas as they are and I had never felt that before I had always felt like yeah sure we can have a little bit of room but you always have to believe this and this and this being confronted with Christianity but in a very safe way yeah I want to see if that can heal me somehow but I don't know we are starting to try to talk about bible related violence in in ECHO the organization um, and I've definitely been a victim of that like using the bible as a, a hurtful tool between 20 and 22 I went through a really really deep depression and with almost daily panic attacks and that was I've I felt so so bad and um, I hope I'll never get there again um, and I have also been like diagnosed with PTSD and have gone through like a trauma a trauma treatment I don't know I started a YouTube channel about two and a half years ago and it was like I said YouTube was such a big part of of me understanding that I was trans oh. <laughs> and um, I felt that you know there need to be more voices there are lots of great youtubers that talk about being trans and lots of great interviews but I just felt like they, there can never be enough and uh, I started interviewing people and I was so inspired by the people I met and with every person I met I wanted to meet someone new with like because I found out new things and and I realized that I know nothing about people on the arrow A spectrum, the aromantic asexual spectrum, for example. And I started interviewing people on that spe on those spectrums, and I was like, oh my gosh, there is so many things about the queer community that I don't know about, and that other people probably don't also know about. It's called Queers of the World, and I know that's a very um, not so humble title, maybe. <laughs> But uh, I guess I just wanted to, to show that we are like one world and we're all a part of it. And I haven't met queers from every country in the world yet. But like, I have actually interviewed someone from every inhabited continent and I'm really proud of that. It's not like I have like sought out people because they have similar experiences to me. But hearing someone speak about something that I can in somehow, in some way connect to which is basically everyone, you know, there are um, points of that you can relate to in every story. Um, it has been really, really healing and just understanding that there are so many people who are going through similar stuff and, and we're not alone and we're so strong. And there is, I think I've been mostly inspired by the strength that is in our community. Thank you, dear viewers and listeners, for being with us today. This podcast is made in partnership with the European Forum of LGBT Christian Groups. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to check out the links. Check out Queers of the World, uh, Oliver's YouTube channel. And uh, see you next time. Until then, bye, everyone. Bye, Oliver. Bye-bye. Thank you.